48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The chief executive says social distancing measures will stay in place through the Lunar New Year holiday. Restaurant bosses say some businesses will struggle to stay afloat, although a possible reopening date offers a glimmer of hope. An official send a specialist team to monitor a foster home at the centre of abuse allegations. The chief executive, Carrie Lamb, says the government is extending social distancing restrictions until the 3rd of next month at the earliest. It means restaurants will be banned from serving in the evening, while venues such as bars, cinemas and gyms will be closed through the Lunar New Year holiday. Mrs Lamb says reopening on the 4th is possible if businesses serve only vaccinated customers. Previously, we just rolled out the uh, social distancing measures, 14 days, another 14 days, or even without an end date. So this has created a lot of anxiety and uncertainties for the trade. Now that we are in a situation better than the fourth wave because of vaccination, and I hope to see the vaccination rate to go up, say, to over 80 or close to 90 percent, that will give us a better basis to now foretell that by then we may be able to allow these premises to start operating again under a vaccine bubble. But again, there is no guarantee. Some $3.6 billion is being set aside for relief for the affected sectors. Simon Wong, who heads the Federation of Restaurants, says that while the prospect of a possible full resumption of business next month offers a glimmer of hope, it all depends on whether there's a major local COVID outbreak. Because we are being put into some kind of situation which we cannot decide whether we can take in bookings or not. And we are not able to place any orders for foodstuff for the next round of business. If we really don't know what is going to happen, so it's kind of confusing. Mr Wong says the government subsidy for the catering sector is not enough, and he warned that some restaurants may not survive. Meanwhile, the CE says children under the age of 12 will not need a jab to return to in-person classes. Mrs Lamb says she hopes kindergartens and primary schools, which were forced to suspend on-campus lessons earlier this week, can reopen after the holiday. We will not go that far to make vaccination a prerequisite for going back to school because education is a right of the child. So we will honour the child's right to be educated at school, but we will do all our best to encourage and promote vaccination amongst young children for their own sake. The CE says the lifting of border restrictions with the mainland is on the horizon and that Beijing has almost agreed to reopen as long as Omicron is suppressed and unlinked cases are kept at bay. However, an honorary fellow with the Asia-Pacific Institute of Business at the Chinese University's Business School, Simon Lee, says the relief fund won't be enough for the affected industries if border restrictions remain. The speculation of the opening of the Hong Kong Shenzhen border has been back forced. So if such conditions are not made clear, then the only repeat and repeated it, then we need to close the, the business for some time, then the industry is part for compensation, then and so on and so forth. The Social Welfare Department says from Monday we'll have a special team at a foster home at the Centre of Child Abuse Allegations to closely monitor its operations. Priscilla Ung reports. 
The government says the special team, comprised of social workers, nurses, and childcare experts, will be stationed daily at the children's residential home in Prince Edward. The experts are tasked with ensuring the facility's operations meet the government's standards. The social welfare department says it's issued warnings and improvement directives to the home's operator, the Society for the Protection of Children, and has requested a review report by January the 25th. Sixteen people have been arrested over. The alleged abuse of more than two dozen children at the foster home. The government says it has sent more than 20 clinical psychiatrists, nurses, and social workers to the home to investigate and assess the emotional and physical health of the children living there. And the weather mainly cloudy, cool with mist patches tonight and tomorrow morning. Sunny periods during the day tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 16 and 20 degrees. There'll be moderate to fresh easterly winds. There'll be occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook: some sunny periods on Sunday. Temperatures rising slightly during the day. The weather cool with a few rain patches on Monday and Tuesday, and remaining cool in the mornings for the following couple of days. Temperature now 17 degrees. Humidity 86 percent. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Health authorities said a security guard at the Penny's Bay quarantine camp, who is the colleague of another guard who was recently infected with COVID-19, has also tested preliminary positive for the virus. Here's Priscilla Ng again. The Center for Health Protection's Chuang Shukwan said the 51-year-old security guard began showing symptoms while in quarantine, adding that she most likely picked up the virus from her infected colleague. Dr. Chuang was asked how the woman could have been infected, being that she was dressed in full protective gear while at work. If, for example, she, she wore a full uh, personal protective equipment, and somehow, if for example, a confirmed case uh, spilled some aerosol to her, for example, the uh, face uh, shield. When she took off the face shield, if she did not take it off、uh, carefully and wash her hands carefully, she may somehow contaminate her eyes or face or nose and. Separately, Dr. Chuang said a preliminary positive infection previously detected involving a nurse who works in a clinic in Tunmun has been ruled out as a COVID case, as further tests showed that her sample had been contaminated by inactivated virus strains found in vaccine supplies. Another uncertain case, which was picked up in an overnight lockdown at Hoi Tech Gardens in Tunmun, has also been identified as a negative case following additional tests. In all, nine new confirmed coronavirus cases were reported, six of which were imported infections. There were fewer than 10 preliminary positive cases. Authorities have locked down a housing block in Chungkwano after a resident tested preliminary positive for COVID-19. People living in Tower Four of Bahinia Garden need to get tested tonight and wait for the test results. The government says it aims to finish the operation at about half past seven in the morning. A specialist in respiratory medicine, Lung Chichu, has called on people to stay on the alert and stay home as much as possible during the Lunar New Year period. He warned that there could still be silent transmission of the Omicron variant in the community. We did not find a rapid increase in the case. Does not necessarily mean that there are not silent transmission within the community. One of the major hurdles in Hong Kong is we have lot. Been able to、uh, find this silent transmission very effectively. We need to ask our citizens to try to stay at home as much as possible, so that we can decrease cross-family transmission. That will allow us time, I think, to find out、uh, the case within our community. 
by screening uh, those uh, who either have risk factors or those uh, who have uh, minor symptoms. Customs officers say they've arrested five men after seizing 35 tonnes of frozen meat from a boat in waters off Lantau. Violet Wong reports. Officers say they suspect the $5.2 million haul, which includes pig maw and tripe, was being smuggled to the mainland ahead of Chinese New Year. They say the cargo vessel was intercepted on Thursday as the meat was about to be transferred to a speedboat, which sped off into mainland waters when officers took action. Senior investigator Wong Chi Kang says smugglers are now making sure they have a greater chance of escaping law enforcement officers. We think barges are larger in size and they do not have engines and have lower mobility. To reduce their losses, smuggling syndicates now use vessels with higher mobility, transport few frozen meat to Hong Kong, then to the mainland with speedboats. He also says he's worried about the quality of the meat being transported as there were no freezing facilities on the boat stopped this week. Overseas, the office of the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has apologised to Queen Elizabeth for two parties held there in breach of Covid rules the night before her husband's funeral. A spokesman for Mr Johnson described the parties as deeply regrettable at a time of national mourning. At the funeral of Prince Philip, the Queen had to sit alone before the nation to comply with coronavirus restrictions. It's the latest in a series of revelations about rule-breaking parties in Downing Street. A Conservative MP and former backer of Mr Johnson, Andrew Bridgen, wants a leadership election. Ultimately, he's the leader of our country and part of the key elements of leadership is that you don't ask people you're asking to follow you to make sacrifices and suffer privations that you're not willing to bear yourself. And clearly, that has not been the case. That Lynn leaves the Prime Minister morally incapable of having the authority to leave the country. The United Nations says more than 100 civilians have been killed by airstrikes allegedly carried out by the Ethiopian Air Force in northern Ethiopia in the past two weeks. Les Thrussell is a spokesperson for the UN human rights body. We are alarmed by the multiple deeply disturbing reports we continue to receive of civilian casualties and destruction of civilian objects resulting from airstrikes in Ethiopia's Tigray region. At least 108 civilians have reportedly been killed and 75 others injured since the year began as a result of airstrikes allegedly carried out by the Ethiopian Air Force. Lawyers for Novak Djokovic have appeared before an Australian judge to try to stop him being deported after the government cancelled his visa in a row over Covid rules. The world's top men's tennis player, who hasn't been vaccinated, has been told to attend an immigration hearing tomorrow. Viktor Troiki is the current Davis Cup captain for Serbia and one of Novak Djokovic's closest friends. It's really an extraordinary situation. I mean, um, I know him. I know he's tough mentally and uh, I've been in touch with him. I mean, he's not, you know, he's trying to, to stay focused on tennis, but it's tough, obviously. I mean, it's not easy. Um, a lot of things are happening and, uh, I mean, he, I wish him, you know, to stay strong. Earlier, Anna-Marie Evans asked our Australian correspondent, Jerry Gannon, whether this is about coronavirus vaccinations or border control in the country. 
it's probably more to do with uh, Australian border control, to be absolutely honest with you. The latest we've heard is that Djokovic has been asked to attend an interview with immigration officials tomorrow. So he's not being thrown out of the country tonight. He's going to uh, attend this uh, interview with officials tomorrow. So he's been asked to present himself for that. We heard this, uh, late this evening, all about uh, less than an hour ago, that a black Mercedes van pulled up at uh, his lawyer's office in Melbourne, tinted windows, drove into the office car park around 6.30 p.m., left about five minutes later with a passenger, although it was uh, unclear as to who the passenger was. So this has been going on now for... Well, basically since Monday, in fact. And, it, it, you know, everybody's been speculating, will he, won't he? Uh, the minister issued a couple of statements saying the matter was still under consideration. And uh, this evening, uh, just before the, the, the evening bulletins were going to air, he, uh, he, issued, uh, he issued the ultimatum that uh, Mr Djokovic would be uh, returning from whence he came. Staying with sport and the new coach of the Hong Kong football team, Jon Anderson, says he wants his side to commit to an attacking style. Meeting the media for the first time since taking over from Miksu Patalainen, the Norwegian, a former coach of North Korea, said it was tough to win if you're defending all the time. I will try to, to maybe change a little bit, that we can play a little bit more offensive. We will try to defend a little bit higher. Sometimes try to press the, the opponent, don't let them come too easy in our half, not too easy attack our goal. That will be my first, uh, I think, the important point in the beginning. Now it's time for a look ahead to the weekend Premier League action with the BBC's John Bennett. Manchester City v Chelsea will get the weekend off to a blockbuster start in the Premier League. Top of the table, City are 10 points clear of second place Chelsea. So it's a game the Londoners will feel they have to win to stay in the title race. Gabriel Jesus scored the only goal as City won 1-0 when they met earlier this season. But before that, Chelsea were on a three-match winning run against their rivals culminating in the victory in the Champions League final. Elsewhere, Aston Villa meet Manchester United for the second time in six days. United beat Villa 1-0 in the FA Cup last Monday, but had a goal controversially ruled out and did enough to prove they will cause problems for Ralph Ranić's side in this Premier League fixture. Chris Wood is set to make his debut for Newcastle in a huge game in the relegation battle against Watford. A victory for 19th place Newcastle would see them move above their 17th placed opponents. Wood left another team in the bottom three, Burnley, who will be weakened by his absence when they face Leicester City. Meanwhile, Tottenham manager Antonio Conte will experience his first North London derby. Spurs and Arsenal are separated by just two points in the race for the top four. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The chief executive says social distancing measures will stay in place through the Lunar New Year holidays. Restaurant bosses say some businesses will struggle to stay afloat, although a possible reopening date offers a glimmer of hope. An official send a specialist team to monitor a foster home at the centre of abuse allegations. The news from RTHK. I love the colourful clothes she wears And the way that
at the back at the end of the song by the way is one of the world's first Moog type synthesizers uh, track 
Good vibrations taken from the smile sessions, of course, the Beach Boys. 19 past 11 on a Friday night here in Hong Kong. Peter King with you through to 1am as that musical mystery tour continues. 